and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And it's July. Happy full summer vacation probably for everybody. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Happy (laughs) Megan's birthday month. Woo! (laughs) Whatever, it's fine. (laughs) I'm not a big birthday person. All you cancers out there, this one's for you. Yeah, this one's for you. (laughs) You know who you are. I don't know anything about astrology, so I can't speak to, like, what you're supposed to be like as a human being, but here we are. (laughs) Crabby? I don't even think that's true. (laughs) It would make sense, though. (laughs) Sometimes. I'm crabby. Yeah, especially when you're hungry. Yeah. (laughs) I don't Although know. Although I am too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I don't know. Who knows, guys? It doesn't matter. Anywho. It doesn't matter. We're not here to talk about astrology. We're here to talk about theater. Theater. The theater. The theater. The theater. The theater. <laughs> <laughs> that's our theme for the month of July, in case you hadn't picked up on that. <laughs> um, it's... It's really, we're hitting full summer now and in most, in like a lot of larger cities and even some sort of outlying areas, this is like theater season. These are like the seasons through which like Shakespeare and the park runs Mm. everywhere. If you're in our corner of the world in Canada, um, Stratford in Ontario has this massive repercussion theater festival that runs from the months of May through October. Mm. And this is like July, August or like their big high season right now. Um, Niagara on the Lake has the Shaw Festival Mm. that runs as well that has several productions running throughout the course of the summer. Um, Montreal, our area anyway, has Shakespeare in the Park productions. We've got a lot of different like smaller theaters throughout the city that do different productions. If you go over to Toronto, it's like a whole other story of the number of things that they've got going on over there. Um, And it just feels like it's the time of year where you experience stuff like that. It's warm outside, so watching like outdoor productions is easy to do. I think it's also like that um, you know, when you're nowadays, because we're so immersed in like movies and all that, yeah, watching like theater it requires a little bit of whimsy and stuff and so I just find that like summertime you're a little bit more in the mood to like I agree tune in and kind of abandon all uh you know kind of recognition of it being something that's happening and you have to use your imagination a little bit yeah you you have to you know your attention span needs to actually like function a little bit better at like if you're watching a theater production kind of thing so we figured we'd kick things off by actually having kind of a talk about that sort of I guess what the pros and cons are let's say and the differences are majorly in watching a stage play versus a film and kind of what you get out of both of those things is they both have different positives and they both have different negatives to Mm. a certain extent Mm -hmm. right and I think that there is a lot to kind of dig into that way with sort of like what we like and what we don't like about both aspects of it. Um, Anyway, before we kick that off though, Shireen, uh, what's on your nightstand right now? Um, I just finished reading The Wish by Nicholas Sparks. I think it was uh, released in 2021. Mm. Um, I love a good Nicholas Sparks in the summer. Sharina's a full, I like during the summer, she's like, give me romance, give me one or two thrillers in there. And that's my whole reading list for the whole summer. Give me some Nicholas Sparks. Yeah. It's the only time of year where I'll see her read Nicholas Sparks ever is during the summer. The rest of the year, she's like, no, why the fuck would I read that? It's January, Megan. (laughs) It's so true. But when summer comes around, I'm like, I've got my stack. She picks up like three of them. She's like, I haven't read these ones yet. So funny. So I just read The Wish. Um, to my dismay, it takes place in the winter. Uh, oh shit, really? <laughs> yeah. It's all around like Christmas time and it like kind of flips back and forth. Um, 
the main character um, is telling her story. She's um, at the end of her life. She's uh, not very old, but she's been diagnosed with stage four cancer mm -hmm. and uh, doesn't have very long to live past Christmas. Okay. Um, and she's lived her entire life as a photographer. She's been very successful and she finds herself uh, confiding her entire life story to uh, this young man who works with her, Mark. Uh, she doesn't really know him. He's, I think, in his early 20s. And uh, basically she explains that when she was, um, I want to say 15 or 16, she got pregnant. Um, she got sent away to a very small town like north near North Carolina uh, to live with her aunt. <laughs> Isn't it all? Isn't it always? <laughs> to live with her aunt and give birth to this baby. Um, and, you know, it's just basically the story of her being terrified and not really knowing what to do. Um, she's she she decides very early that she's going to give it up for adoption. Mm -hmm. Again, Nic Nicholas Sparks. There's always like that like Christianity twang added to things. I mean, you know, yeah. Um, you there's know, there's an the undertone South. there. Yeah. Um, but it's a sweet story. You know, she meets a boy while she's out there, and even though she's like heavily pregnant, like they fall in love. Anyway, I'm not gonna give away the ending, but uh, voila. So um, not a bad one, I would say. Just a little. Slow. Okay. And I found that the the characters, I wasn't like that enamored with them. Mm, okay. Yeah. I've never, okay, at some point or another, we need to like write for the blog or something. You need to write like your definitive list of ranking of all the books because yeah. I've never read any of the books. And I know oh, we've really? talked about the films in the yeah. past, mm -hmm. but like I've never read any of the books, so I can't speak to anything about any of them. them. But yeah, that's yeah. it. But I feel like you've read so many of them that <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Shereen needs to put forth like. A definitive list of <laughs> the best, the, yeah. what the best to the worst is, right. basically. I still have two more that I've got on my shelf to read this summer. Well, so. there you go, and you'll get through them. They're an easy oh, read. I'm sure, they're very quick. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. What about you? Um, I actually just really recently finished uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, which oh, I finally yeah. got around to reading, and I also recently finished the miniseries about it as well. Um, it was good. Um, this is going to be, I'm sure a lot of people will be like, oh, Megan, but I, I <laughs> yes. kind of like the series better than I liked the book. Oh, really? Yeah. What yeah. was that? Um, there was something about, I guess the additional detail that you, like the, the, like the miniseries was able to go into mm. and some of the differences that were created and like the tension between the characters and stuff felt more palpable I guess between the actors than it did to just like read it because of course the whole the whole novel's written in an interview format basically like they're making they're writing a book basically mm -hmm. and interviewing all the members of the band mm -hmm. and the show works in that way as well however obviously you get all of the extra scenes interspersed of the actual action that's happening and right. not just people talking about the action right. occurring so I think that gives it a different kind of flavor I see. Okay. You know, the whole thing though has a very, like all of it together is very super seventies vibes, very Fleetwood Mac vibes. Oh, yeah. Like if that's your thing, like singer songwriter stuff is yeah. your thing. Uh, the music's fucking killer. I think they wrote all of it original for the show. Oh, wow. It's really good. Um, and the performances in the show were <laughs> incredible. Everybody was great. And what genre would you classify it as? Ooh, that's really tough. Because um, that's why I haven't picked it up. Cause I, it's unclear what this is. It's like, I don't even know how to describe it other than like, you know, like general, literature with almost like a documentary or mockumentary style oh, yeah. thing to it because it's like following a fictional band okay from start to finish yeah kind of thing um but yeah I don't know I guess like that's it I guess I found myself and maybe it's because I was like already watching the show at the time and stuff but I found myself less enchanted 
with the book as I was reading it, despite the fact that, yes, obviously it's the same story, so it's still very good. I just mm-hmm. found that there was, I guess, more to the show, which I do get because you're able to develop it into like a 10 episode thing instead of like a few hundred pages of a book yeah um but I'm wondering if it's almost like the same thing as like you know you were reading the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo yes and it's the same author and I'm wondering I'm wondering if we're just like maybe not vibing with her with her writing style maybe because when I was reading the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo I'm like this would be great as a tv series exactly that's it because of the format in which it's it's written I think yeah it's something that's almost made to be yeah. created, like turned into a TV show or a film or something like that or adapted for the screen. So I'm pretty sure that Netflix bought the rights to Evelyn Hugo as well. Like, so I wouldn't be surprised oh, if they are turning it, it into it's, a show. They're, like both of them are very popular books. Yeah. They've already done Daisy Jones. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were working on something yeah. to do with the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, yeah, that's it. Seven Husbands, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is very Hollywood, yeah. and this is very music industry, obviously, okay. based instead, but it's a similar style, mm-hmm. I would say, between the two. Um, you need to check out the show. I think you'd really like it as well. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a go. It's on Prime, right? Tis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's... Let's get into it. Should we just push up her glasses like she's getting ready for quite the intellectual conversation, even though we know it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be garbage. <laughs> okay. So, how do we even kick this off properly? Um, what do you think for you when you've seen, because we've both, like, we're both kind of theater nerds as well to an extent. Mm-hmm. I studied theater in college for, like, context as well. And you've always been interested in a lot of aspects of it too. Mm-hmm. We've always read a lot of plays, yeah. you know, watched professional performances of them and things. So, I guess for you, when you go into a stage production versus a film, like what are your biggest takeaways as far as the differences between the two, like that you notice the most? So I guess like, you know, there's something about being, you know, watching a play. The first thing that comes to mind is when I'm watching a play, I really, really force myself to stay awake because there are people (laughs) doing it. It feels disrespectful, live. Like live, disrespectful to fall asleep. Though I do find myself sometimes dozing off. The actor is in a movie will not know if you fell asleep (laughs) or not. They don't care. Um, Sorry, I digress. But um, (laughs) you know, when you're watching like a theater production, what's great is that you can actually see the people on stage, and you can see like the. the the conviction and the passion that Mm -hmm. they have for the work that they're doing um and so you know that you're watching a play like you know that you're watching people kind of either dancing around or or jumping around or just you know walking around doing their thing um and it's a lot easier to kind of tell do they have chemistry don't they have chemistry yes but I find that a lot of the time they do tend to have more chemistry when you're watching a play I think they have no choice I think that you in a theater production I think that you are forced into such close proximity with the other people that you're doing stuff with because it creates such a different environment you know you can be making a film and I feel like to an extent yes I know a lot of people get very close to one another and form really good connections but I feel like in a lot of cases it's so easy to yell cut and then walk away to your trailer type Mm -hmm. of thing versus in the world of theater everyone's together all the time Mm. I can't even tell you even just in this like the small amount of experience that I've had with it how much everyone is just in each other's space yeah constantly and I think it's also that like you know in a movie 
you can distract the audience with the extra elements that can be from added. the lack of chemistry between yeah, some of the yeah you yeah, know what I mean like it's like sometimes you can be like okay well like you know they don't seem to really like each other but like you're you have that that one layer of separation yeah. with it being the camera and then it's also that you know there are special effects there are like you know nicer costumes there's nicer sets sure. like yeah. you know um and when you get to the theater sometimes depending on what you're watching they do have to be quite creative with how they maneuver their sets yeah um, oh yeah with the costumes with the changes um so you do have to use your imagination a lot more when you're at the theater yeah there's there's a much higher added element of suspension of disbelief because yes. i believe that that expression comes from theater productions yeah. in general right like we're watching a live version of Peter Pan. I don't see the wires. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, Peter's it's flying. Fine. The kids they're are flying. flying. Yeah. You know, they're all flying together off to Neverland. I'm, I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing that we've gone dark between a scene change and people are running out to change yes. set pieces. I'm not seeing it. It's fine. you can hear fine. them, like, of course, charging like across. shuffling yeah. across. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. It's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm not paying attention to it. Yeah, I think that... That's probably like the biggest difference is that you yourself, no wonder you do, most of the time I would think you do stay awake because of that too, because you yourself are actively focusing on, focusing on like, I'm just focusing on the story. I'm focusing on the characters that are coming out. I'm focusing on the performances that are being given. And I think that that's to a certain extent why theater is a little bit more open to interpretation than movies are. Sure. Because movies, they're like, they're feeding you most of yes, the information. This right? is the story. This, this is, the is story. what this, this means. This is the character. Like even think of like the soliloquy, for example, yeah. you know, like that is a key part of like your Shakespeare, but a lot of your theater yeah. because you need sometimes those moments to be addressing the audience, you know? I was... Okay, so I was actually just just recently, um, because we're in theater month and stuff, I was, you know, watching some things, and I recently um, re-watched a version of Macbeth Mm. with Michael Fassbender. um, Which we will be talking about. Yeah, which we'll... (laughs) Spoiler alert, which we'll talk about soon. Um, And watching it first of all it's cool to do that and we'll we'll talk about kind of like I don't want to get into like any of the plot points or anything major like that or like the actual film itself but what I noticed in watching it that I was like you get away with this so much more in the theater than you do in a film is that while I was watching it it would make me almost like shake my head a little bit because there were so many points of monologue because Shakespeare's plays are filled with monologues Mm -hmm. because of course that's how the actors would convey the story at the time that these were originally produced and in a stage play, they need to speak directly to the audience because they need to convey the actual story that's occurring yeah. and what's happening with their character and the people around them. Um, and you're wa- when you watch it happen in the film, you're almost a little bit thrown off by it at certain times where they're just like, they're monologuing to no one. Yeah. You're kind like of they're like, they're kind of muttering to themselves. Yeah. That's or... it. You're like, and you're like, and it doesn't, I was, it's really well done in that film, but I have definitely seen some stuff before. Like if you watch like some of the nineties versions mm-hmm. of certain Shakespeare adaptations, what is it? There's an adaptation, I think of Hamlet with Mel Gibson in it. Oh, him. Oh. <laughs> and, no, I can't. I can't and, watch it. And it's a lot. It's just like, there's things there, like some of those that you're just like, Oh Jesus, this does not track for me at all. Oh. <laughs> Versus, 
none of that bothers me in a theater yeah. production. When I when an actor is like, you know, that's it either doing a little breaking of the fourth wall and like making a joke to the yeah. audience or if they're monologuing simply to move the yeah. plot forward, I'm with it. I'm like, okay, yes, explain it's to great. me what's going on. Explain to me yeah. what's happening. And it doesn't throw me off because I expect it. Yeah, and it's their way of including the audience in the the story. It's much more immersive. It is. Yeah, it, that's it. Really it is. Yeah, you know, and... The other thing I will say is that, you know, we've been to see um, some very low budget um, For sure. theater. We've been to low budget. We've been to slightly yeah. higher budget productions. And what I will say, I just, I always come back to, you know, the level of passion that the actors have for what they're doing. Yeah. You know, we went to see a very low budget one um, around Christmas, didn't we? Was it that early, early in the year or yeah. something? Yeah. And, and we just had a ball, didn't we? For we, sure. We it was a great time. A local theater, all voluntary, yeah. like, you know, just people who were passionate about this, who were getting together yeah. to put on a production. Um, and it was so fun yeah. to see that. It's so fun to see you. I find you stop caring about like the actual caliber of actor <laughs> at a certain point when you're watching it. Cause yeah. you get, if people are having a good time with yeah. It, it comes through no matter what and I think that that's more easily conveyed live versus like a movie for sure and like you know not often I would say and I you know correct me if I'm wrong I'm watching a movie like in a movie theater with other people a I find now more than ever movie theaters are empty First of all. Yeah. Second and all, when they're full, you don't want to be there because everybody won't stop fucking talking. Well, there's that, but there's not like a collective enjoyment. Very you know? rarely do you Like, get it's that. not like you're all there, like, having a good time, like, having a laugh and having a, no, you know, a shared experience. Six of the people around you are talking or looking at their fucking phones. Well, there's... Exactly. Whereas, like, I find that the crowds who go to the theater... They're there for the respectful. production. They're not yeah. going to start having a conversation no. in the middle of it. They're not going to answer their phone. Yeah. They're not going to be texting people. They don't exactly. do stuff like that. I mean, think of like a pantomime, for example. Have you sure. ever been to a pantomime? I haven't, yeah. no. But you haven't? No. Oh, they're so good because they really get the audience involved. Right, you know? yeah. Like they want you shouting out words. Mm -hmm. They want you yelling when there's like the villain is sneaking past. The closest you know? I've been to that is a live production of Rocky Horror, which right. is like that where they had people in the audience like you know screaming Janet would come out and everybody would be like slut and it would yeah. you know like everybody exactly. would kind of get involved and some of the actors were sitting in the audience and mm -hmm. would be doing some stuff like that because there are certain productions that are made to be for, they're made, like pantomimes that you're they're made for you to participate exactly exactly you know and then of course you get you know the very and and I've had some the the privilege of going to some very high-end experiences in England mm -hmm. uh you know where I went to the Globe Theatre and and saw um okay. uh Dr. Faustus yeah and that was like you know it just blows you away because you're like wow I am watching this and it, it's such a small like stage. Kind yeah, it's of. really hard to describe it because it's all almost in the round. Yeah, and as a general rule, like for like our, or at least like the one experience I've had there, we were standing the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Because the the tickets are dirt fucking cheap. It, if you exactly, stand. exactly. But like it's small, and so you have to really again suspension of disbelief. For sure, you, know, you have to really focus on the acting. And that's where it comes to life, you know, especially something like Dr. Faustus when it, where yeah. it's all about the characters. It's all about the characters. It's all about the dialogue. Yeah. A lot of like classic pieces will be like that because they really are about the character's experience and about the dialogue yeah. that's being put forth for everyone to hear. Um, yeah, I think those are both, 
it's interesting because it makes like for such a different experience. Obviously, I would say, yes, chances are the biggest con mm -hmm. of seeing a live performance versus a film version is the visuals, obviously. Yeah. Because, no, they don't have access to super special effects or anything of that sort. Mm -hmm. um, so, obviously, you know, that's where your suspension of disbelief comes in a little bit more, whereas in a film... It's very easy for them to be like, yeah, this character is flying or is creating for magic sure. in some way, shape or form for real and we can see it, you know? <laughs> There's also that element of location, right? Like, so if you want to go see, like I just mentioned the Globe Theater yes. in London, like you have to really physically go to the location where they're going to be having the play. Yeah. And like, depending on where you live, you're not always going to have like the pick of the best that production. Yeah, of course. Know? Um, so, so that is another disadvantage of the theater versus like a movie, yeah, right? Yeah, of course, that you have the to, it's not like production. you can, not like you can find your local theater and be like, oh yes, everybody will be putting on this exact show there. It doesn't work that way. It's yeah. a particular touring company is doing this in one specific area. For sure. So here you go <laughs> and go see it basically. For sure. And then of course you've got Broadway where, um, you know, you hear the actors singing and you're just like, oh my God, like what you're I, so good. So that's, that I always find is a really interesting one as well because um what I find in my in my ex overall experience anyway if I'm watching a musical on stage it does not weird me out as much that the characters start singing as it does in a movie <laughs> it's true because in a movie you're like what what just happened it what was that transition to reality and yeah. I'm like who the fuck just start singing for no reason <laughs> whereas with theater because you're already expecting more of that sense of whimsy like you mentioned yeah. before I think that when it happens you're like okay yeah yeah cool I'm let's fine with just it. bust out into song let's bust yeah. into song let's listen to this person belt out these particular notes and stuff it's, and you just kind of roll with it it's so true like um I went to see Kinky Boots um on Broadway mm -hmm. in New York last summer and um like, it was fantastic. Yeah, and I'm sure it wasn't um, weird. <laughs> it wasn't weird at all. Like, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, the probably the most uh, famous song, The Sex is in the Heel, you oh, know. Right, and, yeah. you know, they just kind of start singing it like halfway through the conversation yeah. you know it, it like you know they're having a conversation they're saying well you know the boot has to be red well why red this is burgundy this is not red you know <laughs> and then she starts singing and you're just like this is awesome yeah <laughs> you know? and you just and whereas yeah. like you know that's it if you're watching a movie and in the middle of a conversation one of the characters just starts singing you're like i mean okay okay like they could have done that better given that it's a movie like you're a lot more critical with it being oh movie, yeah too, you're a lot you know? more likely to criticize a lot of aspects of it I think versus yeah that's it in the stage production you're like uh-huh sure yeah no I totally mm -hmm. I'm with this you know there are only certain types of movie musicals where I feel like it doesn't bother me and yeah. it's just probably because as a whole the film is just really good so I like it and I'm fine with all of those aspects of it as well yeah. um, but overall yeah I find like um, like if I'm gonna see a musical it's kind of more fun to see it on stage For there's sure. just something about it that is more logical for sure I think for sure yeah and this is nice like I don't I want to I mean I shouldn't I shouldn't even have to say this because the number of movies that we talk about on this fucking podcast but but like we like movies it's not like I'm shitting all over them just I because We're I just am just doing a comparison of theater but just, versus movie yeah as a comparison I find that in certain cases yeah a film works really well because in some cases if something's just very dramatic and isn't something that as a story, as a, as a play is necessarily it's, if it's mostly dialogue, if it's mostly yeah. just character interactions and not anything 
went supernatural in any way or doesn't have any element of like magic or whimsy to it if it's just like a character study yes it can be incredible to see that on stage but you can also do that in a film without it being you know yeah and bad it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because um we like I went to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child mm-hmm. um and it was the the shortened version one because originally for anybody FYI originally when they released this in London uh it was a two-part Oh, like, right. Like quite yes. long, like two times three hours, if oh I'm not mistaken. God. And so they've whittled it down to, I think, four hours total or three okay, hours total. Okay, but like total. a one, a like one, one performance. Yeah. yeah. And I do have to say they did a really good job mm-hmm. with like the magical effects right. of that one. There's one where they like, you know, the flu powder, they do that, yeah. you know, where they disappear like through the wall. Oh, right. Kind yeah. of. Um, there's another one. Um, there's another thing that they do at some point on there. And it's, you know, you're, you're like impressed with, with how they thought of doing it. Right. So I think it's also the creativity that has to go into yeah, it. Cause you know? you know that it's just like, it's like, you know, doing it in a film is one thing, but you can hide things so yeah. much better. But when you're doing it on a stage, there's so much that goes into it. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not going to applaud anything else for it, you're going to applaud the fact that these actors are up there live doing something. They don't get more than one take. You yeah. don't get to call cut and be like, oh, no, that one wasn't great. Can we do oh, it again? Yeah. You don't get to do that. People no. are in the middle of it. If you flub a line, forget a line, mm. um, don't deliver something the way that you wanted it to, well, you got to you got to make it work. You got to just push through <laughs> yeah. and keep going and cover for yourself. Other people can cover for you. Yeah. Whatever needs to happen to just move the production forward and yeah. not keep things like, you know, stalled for too long basically. And like it's such a, you know, like we say it about actors, you know, trying to make it in Hollywood and stuff, but like the theater is ruthless, you know. Like, oh my god. And like it's I think I think that Hollywood is the way that it is because theater was the way that it is to begin with. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like all the harsh criticism, all of the things that you see people experiencing in like the Hollywood sphere. Yeah, guess what? They got that shit when they were trying to get on Broadway in oh, the first definitely. place. And they got that from their theater teachers. Yep. Um who treated people like, you know, like terribly because they were unhappy with, I don't know, probably their own lives. I speak from experience. Yeah. Um, to at least to a degree, you know, so <laughs> if you, if you think, I guess if you think that someone is like, when you realize that certain people who let's say primarily act in film are also able to do things on Broadway, you're like, okay, so you're telling me this person can act, sing and dance. dance yeah. Cause you have to be able to do all of it. So that's like a triple threat. That person, I'm like, that person's an actor. That is someone who can do pretty much anything. For sure. I mean, I got to give a shout out to, um, last year when I was in New York city, I went into the Harry Potter store that's there and I went over to somebody who worked there and I was asking him about the different types of wands. Oh yeah. And he started to sing them out to me. Oh my God. Like in a very Broadway (laughs) kind of style. And I just was like, like very alarmed by this. And I was like, sir, like, please stop. Like, you know, you're really drawing attention to this interaction. And I'm like, do you work on Broadway or something? And he's like, no, but I would love to work on Broadway. Can you get me on Broadway? And I was like, oh dear. (laughs) But this is the kind of like big personality that you have to have to be able to, first of all, develop like a kind of a thick skin, but also to be able to make yourself stand out versus all of the other people trying out for the exact same part forever. It's gotta be tough. Yeah. 
Um, I love a theater production. I don't, I don't really care if it's like a small time production, if it's like, if there's more actual production value to it, cause it's got a bigger budget. If it's somewhere in the middle, I'm happy with any of it. Really. I'm just happy to see a live production. Cause I just find it something that's like kind of disappeared more and more over the years. And we just don't get as much of it in our day to day lives as we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think of theater? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Have you never seen a theater production in your entire life? You went to see a play when you were in school. I don't believe that you didn't. Everybody did at some point. Go see something. Yeah. And if you haven't, take a look like in your area, in your city. Maybe you have something close by like or some like even small time theater troupe who are just either passing through or do this for fun. It's nice to go and support like local theater troops and stuff like that as well people who are just passionate about what they're doing um but you guys can let us know about that over on instagram at fully booked ca you can check out our facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better and if you are still here with us which i hope you are please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening because it really helps us get the show out in front of more people until next week guys keep on reading thanks everyone Ooh.